So, the complete works of Swami Vivekananda. We have already seen introduction in the first session. Today is the second session. Response to welcome. That is in New York. That is in Chicago. In the at the World's Parliament of Religions, Chicago, on 11th September 1893. Om Shri Guru Bhjo Namaha Hari Om Shri Ganesha Dr. Krishna Murti Shastri, Dambe Punacha, Karnataka, India. So today. We will start with the volume 1 of the complete works of Swami Vivekananda. Here in the first, that is addresses at the Parliament of Religions. Response to welcome. Sisters and brothers of America, it fills my heart with joy, unspeakable to rise in response to the warm and cordial welcome which you have given us. I thank you in the name of the most ancient order of monks in the world. I thank you in the name of the mother of religions. And I thank you in the name of millions and millions of Hindu people of all classes and sects. My thanks also to some of the speakers on this platform who, referring to the delegates from the Orient, have told you that these men from far off nations may well claim the honor of bearing to different lands the idea of toleration. I am proud to belong to a religion which has taught the world both tolerance and universal acceptance. We believe not only in universal tolerance, but we accept all religions as true. I am proud to belong to a nation which has sheltered the persecuted and refugees of all religions and all nations of the earth. I am proud to tell you that we have gathered in our bosom the purest remnant of the Israelites who came to southern India and took refuge with us in the very year in which their holy temple was shattered to pieces by Roman tyranny. I am proud to belong to the religion which has sheltered and is still fostering the remnant of the grand Zoroastrian nation. I will quote to you, brothers, brethren, a few, few lines from a hymn, hymn which I remember to have repeated from my earliest boyhood, which is every day repeated by millions of human beings. As the different streams having their sources in different places all mingle their water in the sea, so, O Lord, the different paths which men take through different tendencies various though they appear crooked or straight all lead to thee akashat patitam toyam yatha gachati sagaram sarvadeva namaskaraha keshavam pratigachati the present convention which is one of the most august assemblies ever held ever held is in itself a vindication a declaration to the world of the wonderful doctrine preached in the Gita. Whosoever comes to me, through whatsoever form I reach him, all men are struggling through paths which in the end lead to me. Ye thamam prapadyante tamstathaiva bhajamyaham mama vartman vartante manushyaf partha sarvashaha. Sectarianism, 
bigotry and its horrible descendant fanaticism have long possessed this beautiful earth they have filled the earth with violence drenched it often and often with human blood destroyed civilization and sent whole nations to despair had it not been for these horrible demons human society would be far more advanced than it is now but their time is come and i fervently hope that the bell that tolled this morning in honor of this convention may be the death knell of all fantasism fantasism of all persecutions with the sword or with the pen and of all uncharitable feelings between persons wending their way to the same goal thank you hare rama next topic work and its secret delivered at los angeles california january 4 1900 one of the greatest lessons i have learnt in my life is to pay as much attention to the means of work as to its end he was a great man from whom i learnt it and his own life was a practical demonstration of this great principle i have been always learning great lessons from that one principle and it appears to me that all the secret of success is there to pay as much attention to the means as to the end our great defect in life is that we are so much drawn to the ideal the goal is so much more enchanting so much more alluring so much bigger in our mental horizon that we lose sight of the details altogether but whenever failure comes if you analyze it critically in 99% of cases we shall find that it was because we did not pay attention to the means proper attention to the finishing strengthening of the means is what we need with the means all right the end must come we forget that it is the cause that produces the effect the effect cannot come by itself and unless the causes are exact proper and powerful the effect will not be produced once the ideal is chosen and the means of uh, means determined we may almost let go the ideal because we are sure it will be there when the means are perfected when the cause is there there is no more difficulty about the effect the effect is bound to come if you take care of the cause the effect will take care of the uh, care of itself the realis- realization of the ideal is the effect the means are the cause attention to the means therefore is the great secret of life so the attention to the means therefore is the great secret of life we also read this in the gita and learn that we have to work constantly work with all our power to put our whole mind in the work whatever it be that we are doing <clears throat> at the same time we must not be attached that is to say we must not be drawn away from the work by anything else still we must be able to quit the work whenever we like if we examine our own lives we find that the greatest cause of sorrow is this we take up something and put our whole energy on it perhaps it is a failure and yet we cannot give it up we know that it is hurting us that any further clinging to it is simply bringing misery on us still we cannot tear ourselves away from it the bee came to sip the honey but its feet stuck to the honey 
honey pot and it could not get away again and again we are finding ourselves in that state that is the whole secret of existence why are we here we came here to sip the honey and we find our hands and feet sticking to it we are caught though we came to catch we came to enjoy we are being enjoyed we came to rule we are being ruled we came to work we are being worked all the time we find that at this time at this comes into every detail of our life we are being worked upon by other minds and we are always struggling to work on other minds we want to enjoy the pleasures of life and they eat into our vitals we want to get everything from nature but we find in the long run that nature takes everything from us depletes us and casts us aside had it not been for this life would have been all sunshine never mind with all its failures and successes with all its joys and sorrows it can be one succession of sunshine if only we are not caught that is the one cause of misery we are attached we are being caught therefore says the gita work constantly work but be not attached be not caught reserve on to yourself the power of detaching yourself from everything however beloved however much the soul might yearn for it however great the pangs of misery you feel if you were going to leave it still reserve the power of leaving it whenever you want the weak have no place here in this life or in any other life weakness leads to slavery weakness leads to all kinds of misery physical and mental weakness is death there are hundreds of thousands of microbes surrounding us but they cannot harm us unless we become weak until the body is ready and predisposed to receive them there may be a million microbes of misery floating about us never mind they dare not approach us they have no power to get a hold on us until the mind is weakened शोकस्थान सहस्राणी भयस्थान शतानी चिवसे दिवसे मूढ़ आविशंति न पंडित दर इज वन सेंग इन सैंस्क्रिट सुभाषिता सो फॉर ए वीक माइंडेड पर्सन और फॉर ए न इग्नोरेंट पर्सन देर आर हंड्रेड्स ऑफ सॉरोस रीजन्स फॉर गेटिंग सॉरो शोकस्थान सहस्राणी भयस्थान शतानी चैट इज थाउजेंड्स थाउजेंड रीजन्स आर देर for sorrows and hundred reasons are there for fear getting feared or afraid for a ignorant person or for a uh, weakened person bhayasthana shatanicha divase divase moodham avishanti na panditam every day he will face thousands of sorrows or hundreds of fears but na panditam but for a jnani or for a uh, knowledge one learned one all this never touch him touch him he will be fixed for anything sorrow misery or happiness he will be stable that is the thing what here swami vivekananda is telling so so this is the great fact strength is life weakness is death strength is fe- felicity life eternal immortal weakness is constant strain and misery weakness is death attachment is the source of all our pleasures now 
we are attached to our friends to our relatives we are attached to our intellectual and spiritual works we are attached to external objects so that we get pleasure from them what again brings misery but this very attachment we have to detach ourselves to earn joy if only we had power to detach ourselves at will there would not be any misery that man alone will be able to get the best of nature who having the power of attaching himself to a thing with all his energy has also the power to detach himself when he should do so the difficulty is that there must be as much power of attachment as that of detachment there are men who are never attracted attracted by anything they can never love they are hard hearted and apathetic they escape most of the miseries of life but the wall never feels misery the wall never loves he is never hurt but it is the wall after all surely it is better to be attached and caught than to be a wall therefore the man who never loves who is hard and stony escaping most of the miseries of life escapes also its joys we do not want that that is weakness that is death that soul has not been awakened that never feels weakness never feels misery that is a callous state we do not want that at the same time we not only want this mighty power of love this mighty power of attachment the power of throwing our whole soul upon a single object losing the ourselves and letting ourselves be annihilated as it were for other souls which is the power of the gods but we want to be higher even than the gods the perfect man can put his whole soul upon that one point of love yet he is unattached he comes uh, how comes this there is another secret to learn the beggar is never happy the beggar only gets a dole with the pity and scorn behind it at least with the thought behind that the beggar is a low object he never really enjoys what he gets we are all beggars whatever we do we want a return we are all traders what are we are traders in life we are traders in virtue we are traders in religion and alas we are also traders in love if you come to trade if it is a question of give and take if it is a question of buy and sell abide by the laws of buying and selling there is a bad time and there is a good time there is a rise and a fall in prices always you expect the blow to come it is like looking at the mirrors your face is reflected you make a grimace there is one in the mirror if you laugh the mirror laughs this is buying and selling giving and taking we get caught how not by what we give but by what we expect we get misery in return for our love not from the fact that we love but from the fact that we want love in return there is no misery where there is no want desire want is the father of all misery desires are bound by the laws of success and failure desires must bring misery the great secret of true success of true happiness then is this the man who asks for no return the perfectly unselfish man is the most successful it seems to be a paradox do we not know that every man who is unselfish in life gets cheated gets hurt 
apparently yes christ was unselfish and yet he was crucified true but we know that his unselfishness is the reason the cause of a great victory the crowning of millions upon millions of lives with the blessings of true success ask nothing want nothing in return give what you have to give it will come back to you but do not think of that now it will come back multiplied a thousand fold but the attention must not be on that yet have the power to give give and there it ends learn that the whole of life is giving that nature will force you to give so give willingly sooner or later you will have to give up you come into life to accumulate with clenched hands you want to take but nature puts a hand on your throat and makes your hands open whether you will it or not you have to give the moment you ha- you say i will not the blow comes you are hurt none is there but will be compelled in the long run to give up everything and the more one struggles against this law the more miserable one feels it is because we dare not give because we are not resigned enough to accede to this grand demand of nature that we are miserable the forest is gone but we get heat in return the sun is taking up water from the ocean to return it in showers you are a machine for taking and giving you take in order to give ask therefore nothing to return nothing in return but the more you give the more will come to you the quicker you can empty the air out of this room the quicker it will be filled up by the external air and if you close all the doors and every aperture that which is within will remain but that which is outside will never come in and that which is within will stagnate degenerate and become poisoned a river is continually emptying itself into the ocean and is continually filling up again bar not the exit into the ocean the moment you do that death seizes you be therefore not a beggar be unattached this is the most terrible task of life you do not calculate the dangers on the path even by intellectually recognizing the difficulties we really do not know them until we feel them from a distance we may get a general view of a park well what of that we feel and really know it when we are in it even if our every attempt is a failure and we bleed and are torn asunder yet through all this we have to preserve our heart we must assert our godhead in the midst of all these difficulties nature wants us to re- react to return blow for blow cheating for cheating he for lie to hit back with all our might then it requires a super divine power not to hit back to keep control to be unattached every day we knew uh, we renew our determination to be unattached we cast our eyes back and look at the past objects of our love and attachment and feel how every one of them made us miserable we went down into the depths of the uh, despondency because of our love we found ourselves mere slaves in the hands of others we were dragged down and down and we make a fresh determination henceforth i will be master of myself henceforth i will have control over myself but the time comes and the same story once more 
again the soul is caught and cannot get out the bird is in a net struggling and fluttering this is our life i know the difficulties tremendous they are and 90% of us become discouraged and lose heart and in our turn often become pessimists and cease to believe in sincerity love and all that is grand and noble so we find men who in the freshness of their lives have been forgiving kind simple and gla- guileless become in old age lying masks of men their minds are a mass of intricacy there may be a good deal of external policy possibly they are not hot headed they do not speak but it would be better for them to do so their hearts are dead and therefore they do not speak they do not curse not become angry but it would be better for them to be able to be angry a thousand times better to be able to curse they cannot there is death in the heart for cold hands have seized upon it and it can no more act even to utter a curse even to use a harsh word all this we have to avoid therefore i say we require super divine power super human power is not strong enough super divine strength is the only way the only way out by it alone we can pass through all these intricacies through these showers of miseries and scatched we have uh, we may be cut to pieces tom asunder yet our hearts must grow nobler and nobler nobler all the time it is very difficult but we can overcome the difficulty by constant practice we must learn that nothing can happen to us unless we make ourselves susceptible to it i have just said no disease can come to me until the body is ready it does not depend alone on the germs but upon a certain predisposition which is already in the body we get only that for which we are fitted let us give up our pride and understand this that never is misery undeserved there never has been a blow undeserved there never has been an evil for which i did not pave the way with my own hands we ought to know that analyze ourselves and you will find that every blow you have received came to you because you prepared yourselves for it you did half and the external world did the other half that is how the blow came that will sober us down at the same time from this very analysis will come a note of hope and the note of hope is i have no control of the external world but that which is in me and nearer unto me by uh, my own world is in my control if the two together are required to make a failure if the two together are necessary to give me a blow i will not contribute the one which is in my keeping and how then can the blow come if i get real control of myself the blow will never come we are all the time from our childhood trying to lay the blame upon something outside ourselves we are always standing up to set right other people and not ourselves if you are miserable we say oh the world is a devil's world we curse others and say what infatuated fools but why should we be in such a world if we really are so good if this is a devil's devil's world we must be devils also <laughs> why else should we be here oh the people of the world are so selfish true enough but why should we be found in that company if we be better 
just think of that we only get what we deserve it is a lie when we say the world is bad and we are good it can never be so it is a terrible he we tell ourselves this is the first lesson to learn be determined not to curse anything outside not to lay the blame upon on any uh, any one outside but be a man stand up lay the blame on yourself you will find that is always true get hold of yourself is it not a shame that at one moment we talk so much of our manhood of our being gods that we know everything we can do everything we are blameless spotless the spo- uh, most unselfish people in the world and at uh, at the next moment a little stone hurts us a little anger from a little jack uh, uh, wounds us any fool in the street makes these gods miserable should this be so if we are such gods is it true that the world is to blame could god who is the purest and noblest of souls be made miserable by any of our tricks if you are so unselfish you are like god what world can hurt you you would go through the seventh hell unscathed untouched but the very fact that you complain and want to lay the blame upon the external world shows that you feel the external world the very fact that you feel shows that you are not what you claim to be you only make your offense greater by heaping misery upon the misery by imaging imagining that the external world is hurting you and crying out oh this devil's world this man hurts me that man hurts me and so forth it is adding lies to misery we have to take care of ourselves that much we that much we can do and give up attending to others for a time let us perfect the means the end will take care of itself for the world can be good and pure only if our lives are good and pure it is an effect and we are the means therefore let us purify ourselves let us make ourselves perfect so this is the topic today in the next session we will see the powers of the mind delivered at los angeles california january 8 1900 thank you thank you one and all hari rama